This is a production of 1217 Media. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of 94 Feet with Coach JT. Before we get started, I got to ask y'all, man, subscribe to the podcast, get the website, 94feetwithcoachjt.com. We got the merch. I even got some new merch coming for y'all this week, man. You know what I'm saying? We kind of stay applying pressure all the time. Um, again, 94feetwithcoachjt.com. Hit me on all the platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to the show. Leave your comments. I love when y'all interact. I appreciate that. Man, this is a, this is the HC week. For, for us Braves fans, us Braves graduates, but also just in general, man, this is a big week for us just as far as relationships and um, family, right? So this means this, I'm, I'm dope to have this person on my show. And I'm going to get to my brief intro. We're going to get right back, right to the grind. Um, he is a, He's a son of God, man. He's a husband. He's a father. Also, I'm a, a brother. He's also a fighter of fires, though, right? He's also a 40-plus point bucket getter. He says his politics are rooted in caring about people, but it's always about Team Hampton. Um, one of the quotes that I read that he posted, man, there are two reasons why something won't work out in, in life. You weren't called to it or you don't give it 100 percent. This applies to all parts of life, relationships, job performance, weight loss, everything. Live by it. Um, he's a 2004 graduate of the Alcorn State University. He lives in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, but he's from Batesville, Arkansas. And none other than Ron Hampton, a.k.a. Jay Work, Jay Rizzle, Ham Bone. We nickname people, man. We got nicknames, man. But Ron, what's up, man? How you doing, bro? Yeah, man, I appreciate you. I know we tried to tap in a little while ago, but I mean, through just busy work, life, career-wise, man, you handling a business on that that career, bro, is a, a blessing, but also keeps you busy. But I definitely want to, I'm glad we touched it now because timing is everything. You know what I mean? Timing is everything, and I appreciate you, man. Like I said, this this means a lot. I know it's going to be always going to be a good one, man. So, man, we're going to jump right into this, man. Give me a little bit about Batesville, Arkansas, man. What was that like? Coming, coming from there, man, everybody got their perception on where people were from, especially down south, dirty south or country, whatever it is from. But give me a little bit about the background growing up out there, man. I appreciate that, man. I, I really do. I really do. Thank you for having me, man. And mm. looking forward to the conversation and, and hopefully I'm able to add some value. Yep. Yeah, because even in the career career path that we're going to get into a little bit, though, that had to play a huge part because you you don't know what situation you may or may not be in. Of a dime, right. So you can see how important it is early to be well diverse or just well mm-hmm. cultured in different things or kind of have some familiarity and dealing with different. Yeah. Things, yeah. So uh, born and raised in Brooklyn, but given New that York, time, man, what was uh, it like so growing up in? Somebody high school there, went to sports, college out in Western kid, New York, and like uh, my parents are both immigrants. Uh, so my mom us, came from Haiti when she, in the 70s, say, right? early 70s, she was probably about like seven years area, old, and my dad like came in the late 80s when he was almost 30. So humble beginnings for them both, you know, Haiti is, is you know, they 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 both grew up 
extremely poor. Um, and, and my mother's mom brought her over here and her seven or eight siblings just for a better <laughs> life. And uh, my dad yeah. came out to, to try to get a better life as well. Um, and so upbringing was cool. Um, we I have two other sisters. Um, so my upbringing was cool. We had everything we needed. Um, we didn't really know what the financial problems that were taking place were until we were much older. But we had everything we yeah. needed. We didn't really uh, go without, you know, we had our ups and downs, but I'm thankful for my mm. upbringing. Um, you know, it, it's most people don't have both parents in the home. And I was very thankful and blessed to have had that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, upbringing was cool. Yeah. Like growing up in Brooklyn was a lot of fun. Uh, growing up in the city, I wouldn't have wanted to be raised what anywhere was that else. Like, um, like, what do you I played basketball up through high school. Right. Um, so that's that pretty like? much all I did um up to that point um but yeah growing up in new york city was absolutely amazing i loved it just the culture and, and everything man i miss it i miss it a lot sometimes but yeah man I, I i had a fun childhood man i really i really enjoyed it mm-hmm. yeah Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I was a Knicks fan until I was about nine. So I was a Knicks fan until about 99. And uh, mm. they lost to the Spurs in the finals. And it's funny. I was so disappointed. Everybody was so disappointed in New York because we hadn't mm -hmm. been to that point in a long time. And <clears throat> I pick up a book and I discover a guy named Kobe Bryant. And I was hooked. I became a Laker fan at yeah. that moment. Uh, so it's funny. I grew up a Laker fan most of my life. Um, and Kobe Bryant was like always my favorite player. Mm. And then as I got older, Steph Curry was, and he's still currently my favorite player um, from the Davidson days. Like I have, it's funny. Most people don't know this, but I have a bunch of, I used to collect newspaper clippings. I still have a lot. So I have a bunch of newspaper clippings from when uh, Steph Curry was at Davidson. And I was like following him along while I was in high school and stuff. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, you know, growing up, growing up in the city was playing basketball was incredible. Um, I was a decent player, but it was it was cool to just be able to play with so many great players who went on to do great things, um, you know, in college and stuff like that. But, I mean, everything you hear about city basketball is true um you know it's very competitive and you know i was like i said i was decent mm -hmm. but it was great to play against and be around players who were just amazing okay. um i did i did so in what year was it 2016 i saw him play uh in his last season i actually got to see the warriors play as well so i went to the bay i saw and I think that's when they were 7, oh, okay. 73 and 9. So I went to the Bay and I saw yeah. the Warriors versus the Thunder. And then I flew down to LA and I saw the Lakers versus the Warriors. And the Lakers were terrible that year, but they beat the Warriors <laughs> that game. Um, and so it was crazy. I got to see Kobe and it, it, it was it was an experience I always cherish, man. I mean, that was and I was by myself. I'm like, yo, if I gotta go by myself, I'm going. Yeah. I have to see him play in this last yeah. season. Uh so yeah, it was an amazing experience, man. Um yeah, mm -hmm. I, I was glad to mm -hmm. to um to see him play. And it's funny, I was thinking about his last game mm -hmm. when he scored 50. I think they played the Jazz. And I was I just remember going crazy oh, yeah. the hey, whole game. I, uh confusion. I had to agree with you, man. My grandma was in Natchez again. We just celebrated her heavenly birthday yeah. a few days ago, days ago too, man. It was just like it was especially me being in Cali yeah. too. My grandma never got the chance to see me play basketball until I yeah. got to Alcorn. 
they made that drive. Her, my, my grandpa, even as exactly, old as he was, man. driving up the hill. I'm like, they ain't making this drive, but it was everything. Go down there on Sunday, on a Friday or Saturday, and eat. Or I can, I can leave my laundry, but come back. I know it's going to be folded up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, creased up. I'm like, oh, man, I love it. My mom's like, you spoil. Hey, hey, hey. That's between me and her. That's our little thing. Man, but, and, and I say, but I'm glad you brought that up, bro, because I tell all the kids now, I coach and stuff. Value your grandparents. Yeah, so you know what I mean? like my parents definitely special, wanted us to do well in school. Grandma, I would say above you know all me, that, like we were in church all the time. Uh, so she church was spicy, our faith was big. Um, you know, as Christians growing up, so that was that was big for us. And then education too, like they wanted us to do the best we could. I mean, they pushed us, they encouraged us. You know, sometimes I, I think I put good good effort into school as a kid. I think I could have put more effort into school as a kid. But they always wanted us to do good. They were always telling us we're going to college and things like that. So we got a lot of that reinforcement, and the expectation was like you're going to school, which I appreciate because not everybody has that where they grow up, up. Especially um, college. and so you know as far as the household it was cool like they were encouraging us and, and just doing hey, the best they could with what they no knew doubt. to I'm, I'm de- you know push you, us onto the right I'm, path I'm blessed that we, um and so as far as like the home education was was, was very like, important okay, be happy with um and, with and a priority and, and they wanted us to just go further than they did so you know definitely appreciate that that was home yeah for sure like that was home man that's definitely dope so you talk about getting the all cool right you get there now, as a young adult, not not the little twelve year old watching the game. Now you got survival of the fittest. What was it like when you first got up that stretch and got to that dorm room? What was your first initial night like on the yard? We got now. We gonna we gonna send it to him. We gonna yeah. We gonna so send it to him. they gonna watch this. <laughs> by far the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, I all right. So growing up, I just assumed I would just be in New York for the rest of my life. I didn't have a problem with that. And uh, <laughs> my nine to five background is in the HR area, yeah. so I got a job opportunity in 2016 to move out here. And I'm like, you know what? You know, right. I visited a few times. It's cool. Like, I never thought I would move, but I'm like, you know, let me just try it out. If I hate it, I'll just go back home. And so I just decided to come out, come out here. I didn't, I knew maybe one or two people who I went to school with who somehow ended up out here. Um, and I, it, I just, I just moved out. The transition was really hard, to be honest with you, man, because imagine <laughs> you are starting your life fresh yeah. from zero, literally. And it's different when you're going to college, right? Because when you go into college or school or something, you already inherit a group of people who are going through the same thing you're going through to some degree. Um, but when you just dropped into the real world and you are starting from zero, it was very hard, man. Like th- that first year or two is extremely lonely because you're trying to make friends and trying to meet people. And it probably yeah. took me, I would say three years or so to really feel comfortable and, and build community and stuff like that. Um, and I, there was one point when I did during the pandemic, when I did mm-hmm. think about moving back, I spent about maybe three months, four months at home, just working remotely yeah. back in New York. Um, and I thought for a split second about moving back and then I just ended up coming back. Um, but it was tough, man. Mm-hmm. It was tough. You know, I think if anyone has an opportunity <laughs> to try to leave your hometown, even for a little bit, even if it's temporary and you go back just to experience something. Yeah. Um, I definitely grew a lot. I definitely yeah. matured a lot. 
Um, and yeah, it, those, those early days were tough. I'm not going to lie to you because it's like a fish out of water. You don't know where yeah. you're going. You don't know what you're doing. You don't, you don't know anything, yeah. right? You don't have anybody to really show you around like that, mm-hmm. and, you know? So it, it, it was, it was tough, man. It was really tough. Mm-hmm. Right to LA. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially in that gym, bro. Especially in that small gym. You don't don't take it for granted. Like you just gonna go in a recreational hoop. If you did that, you was watching. You was watching. You was watching. You was watching, man. Definitely. Um, what about yeah. you? Talked about that relationship too, right, man? How does that? How does that? I mean, I, yeah, I that's a good question, man. So it's too, been a passing thought over the right, years, but about five years ago, I hit a moment. What I mean by that is I was at work how'd you go about now and for some reason, something told so me to people, look at my retirement plan. I'm like, whatever, let me check this thing out. I don't know why I'm thinking about it, but let me look at it. So you're able to see the balance in there, right? So the next thing that I was able to see was they were able to project out what you might have when it's time to retire. So I'm like, all right, let me see what the number is. The third thing is Mm -hmm. they had something where you could put in, all right, I want to live off of X dollars or whatever. And I'm okay. I was like, Mm. I put the number in and I realized it wasn't going to last that long. So I'm like, wait a minute, I need to figure out another way to make money outside of the job. And so I heard about real estate. I'm like, well, real estate, that Mm. seems to be a way people make money over time. Let me, let me see if I can do it. And so I reached out to the real estate person I knew in town and he's like, all right, fill out the spreadsheet of your financials, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. And so I did that and he's like, all right, well, maybe you can get a condo, but you, you know, your your DTI is too, your debt to income ratio is too high. There's not really much you can do. So I'm like, okay, um, let me figure something else out. And so I'm just researching. I'm like, wait a minute. I discovered people were investing out of state. I'm like, I didn't even know you could do that. Cause when we grew up, we lived in a multi-unit apartment and the landlord was just right next door. So I didn't even know you could do that. So I spent about 12 months just researching everything I could about investing out of state. And about a year later, I was able to do that. And then around the same time, I also was like listening to podcasts, listening to everything I could to learn about real estate. And I realized that there wasn't a central place to listen to black people who are doing it i tried to look up in the in the apps and all that stuff. i couldn't find anything and so i told my friend what if i started a show what if i started a podcast about this he's like yeah go ahead and do it and so that was kind of how both of those things really started at the same time Um, just trying to find information we'll be right back with more 94 feet with coach jt you're an entrepreneur You take risks. You're a trendsetter who stands out from the crowd. You're a business owner who makes more than just money. You make a difference. Sargent Branding Firm exists to help you do what you do best. Change the world. Get everything you need to elevate your brand and have a professional website at sargentbranding.com. Vicky Cakes Dairy-Free Pancake and Waffle Mix is the heart of breakfast. Bring your family back to the table for good food and good memories. Shop now at VickyCakesOnline.com. And now, back to the show. 
circles from people like could relate to. I couldn't find it, and, and it was the same. My friend you got agree with my later. crazy idea to try you know to do I mean? to try to do it and be that platform for us. So here we are today. Find Ron if I find some else. Ron may be with them. Jay, oh, you know he he gonna be with you. It ain't too many people. You already know where to find. If I know how to find you, I gotta find that one person you with. Oh, wait, you heard from him? Where yet? But that's because we kept it that way consistently. Because one for us, it was safe. It was smart though too. But also, it was like, nah, it's, it's a safe haven. But that was that was a brotherhood. That was our own little like, hey, it's our crew. This my clip. I mean, I still got I got old pictures, bro. I still got I got pictures still from us in front of the calf hanging out. Everybody with the tall tees on in front of the gym, bro. Like just stuff like that. Just as far as that, because that's what we did. But also, it was like, nah, the relationship was valued though early. Like it was a value in relationships early. Being we spent we was on time together, right? Some we didn't go home every weekend. We was there on the weekend. If we didn't go to grandma's, we did. But, but that Saturday, Sunday, where we got in the gym. We got all weekend. We yeah, get these games good. In. I've get actually never even asked that question. So I would say, ball. thank you for that. I would gym, say uh, the first thing is I didn't know how to use social media. So I was kind of off social media like for a few years prior to having that idea. So I'm like, all right, I got the name. I guess I need to start putting stuff online now. So I didn't really know how to post stuff. So if someone is bored and wants to scroll all the way back to like my stuff, I was doing like it just looked terrible quite frankly and so that was the first challenge i didn't really understand how to use social media and it took a long time to figure that out and the second thing is the technology piece like mm -hmm. i did a lot of research like i got you know i was using a blue yeti mic at the time i was just recording on <laughs> zoom at the time so i didn't really right. know yeah. what i was doing honestly and i was recording on zoom until fully until this year this year um, pretty much everything's been in person. I got better equipment. And so I've just yeah. had to learn over the years, different types of equipment, like ask people questions, look up stuff online and just try to improve things over and over. But I think for me, the biggest mm -hmm. challenge initially was just the technology piece. And also like, you know, I guess I didn't think about it as much, but you, you, I need to get people to agree to be on this show. And <clears throat> funny enough, I would, I did get a lot of interest. Like a lot of people responded or, or were interested in, in being on. Yeah. And so, you know, That's that up, was I encouraging real, in the beginning. Text, um, but yeah, I'd say grandma, those challenges and just like, I just didn't know anything about the space at all. What is this? Anything. I was brand new to the space of podcasting, brand new to the space of this black wealth movement that was happening online. So it was kind of overwhelming at the time, if I'm being honest with you. But I knew one thing. I knew that I wanted to get this information out there the i knew that bro, our community just, like, needed this information and so that has been my driving force from then like it's like, as you mentioned right, earlier you know in the interview, like, like it's that. extremely that's difficult like that's definitely dope maybe i'm maybe people people might see the end product but there's a lot that goes into it but it's very rewarding it's very rewarding to hear the testimonials it's very rewarding to uh, give folks a platform. Like, um, you know, my greatest all pleasure day, is when I'm able that. to have he an episode with somebody who's doing amazing things, but has never had a platform to share it. Who's never been on a podcast to share their story, to share the strategies and all those things. So, you know, it's very rewarding, man. It's very rewarding. But those those are some of the challenges that I experienced early on. And I still got a lot of challenges today, which I'm happy to talk about. But yeah, uh, starting off, those those are some of the challenges. What? <laughs> yep. Now that should have been viral yep. if we had a cat. That would have been viral. 
Hey, but okay, so now I don't feel so bad because being from California, we dance, right? I'm like, what is y'all doing? I'm like, I, I'm like, bro, y'all don't believe it. These dudes out here holding the wall down. It's the music slapping. It's it ain't something ain't right. I'm like, man, whatever. Definitely. I'm gonna be me. We from Cali, you know, we 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 go. But I was like, that's crazy. Okay, so mine was <laughs> though. We had Ti, um, franchise boys, Young G's, and Wayne at the same time. I said, it was free in the gym. It was crazy. I'm like, this was one of the best Man, shows so ever. And it was it's all so, back it's back so back funny back you mentioned that. Said, it was the uh, the Nelsons. It's like a couple out of like, DC. They were my the first the ever guest. And I just, night, I think I just found them on Instagram. Saturday, I was just trying to look at people on Instagram. Like, I found them on Instagram and they agreed to be my first guest. I remember I was living in Inglewood at the time, which is right outside of LA for those who know. And my apartment was probably 250, 275 square feet, tiny apartment. I remember I was at my desk. I had my laptop just here. I had my Blue Yeti mic that probably didn't have the right settings. And it was Sunday and I interviewed them. There were some tech issues because my internet was garbage. But I was like, you know what? I'm putting it out anyway. Um, but they were, they were great. They were, you know, they still support me to this day. Um, but I remember <laughs> um, having like my questions all written out and stuff. And I should probably listen to that. I think I listened to it some time ago. Uh, I was really nervous. Um, I'd never done it before, of course. And uh, yeah, it was my first guest. And that was maybe like October, October 2019. So we're actually almost at a year goodness um so mm. yeah that was my first episode and <laughs> yeah oh yeah for, yeah wow. you're right you're right for years <laughs> yeah 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 so i believe this week was 190 if i'm not mistaken yes it's mm -hmm. crazy <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. So I have a, a editor who helps me out a bit. Um, actually, he helps me out quite a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so I have an editor who I who I work with. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the episodes themselves, I don't, I don't, I edit them minimally. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like you know, there are times when somebody like fumbled their words or something like that, and we'll we'll cut that out. But um, I generally just go straight through. Uh, you know, I have my plan and, and what I want to talk about and how I want the interview to go. But um, generally, I don't I don't really edit the episodes mm -hmm. too much. Um, so when I'm in L.A., like if a guest of mine happens to be in L.A., there's a studio that I work that I uh, record out of, which is pretty which they're pretty good. Um, the, the content is really high quality, mm -hmm. fair pricing. And they give, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely dope, man. I know you got to get out of here soon. Get the little ones. Man, Real quick, though. I agree with that. Uh, to be honest with you, it changed the game for me because I'm not sure if a hurricane, it tornado has. So last ago. year I did back, back home, two, I think or, I did, last year I did you get out three in-person in interviews. You get out and form, let people this get year I'm like, all right, 
I'm going to commit to do just, in-person I mean, I know, interviews. You, you know, I've but, done more uh, solo episodes this know, year as well. But I'm going to commit, if I have a guest, to do in-person interviews. So, you know, a lot of those have been in L.A. I was at a conference in New Orleans and I did, I think, three while I was there. I did four, I think four, yeah, four in New York when I was in New York last month. And I'll be in New Orleans in a couple of weeks. I'm going to do two, maybe three. But from a relationship building standpoint, it changed everything because you can't. Mm-hmm. Like there are people who I've built relationships with from from the in person events, from the in person interview. Excuse me, because you get to actually um, interact with the person, you get to like shake their hand, you get to really feel them, right? And they get to, to feel to 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 feel you too, and, and mm-hmm. to to vibe with you too. So, I think from a relationship building standpoint, it has been great. I mean, obviously, you're not going to be, become friends with everybody, but you know, there's a handful of people who I've been able to build relationships with. And I know that a big part of that mm. was uh, being able to be in person. Now, it makes it harder because there's more scheduling, there's more coordination, obviously, uh, financial investment. But, you know, I, it's crazy. Somehow I've been able to keep it up mm-hmm. throughout the year, which has been a blessing. Um, but yeah, it's it just it changes the game and it makes me step my game up because I'm like, all right, I'm paying for this. So I need to be on point so I can get my money's worth. Mm-hmm. And this could be a good interview. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. Resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got to give credit to my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, we were brainstorming different ideas, what could go on shirts and stuff like that. And this is one of the terms that she, you know, she actually might have came up with it. Um, that 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 we came up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I think for anyone. <clears throat> Who has the shirt? Who who purchases the shirt? Like it, it's it's yeah, symbolic, right? Like anybody can invest in real estate. Obviously, there's a lot of hardships. Right, uh, there's you know, a lot of societal things that make threat, right? we know many things in our lives and in certain me, in lives of others difficult. And it's still possible, right? It's just a matter of having the right information, putting a plan and strategy together. West might take some longer than others, uh, but it's possible. It's possible. So it's really just like an encouragement to people that, you know, it can happen for you. It can happen for you. If you have the right information, if you can put a plan together, if you can be patient, it can happen for you. And you may just have to get a little bit uncomfortable to make that happen. No, you know, I never give that one out. That one's always on the fly because that, that moment right there, you feel me? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Yeah, that is a good question. So one, I think it's important to meet people where they are. And what I mean by that is, you know, everybody is at a certain place with their knowledge. Everybody is at a certain place with their finances and things of that nature. So I think the first thing is meeting people where they are. And, you know, I think 
on the flip side, somebody who is receiving the information, be open, right? Be open because there's a lot that we all don't know. So from the conversation perspective, I like to just let, hear people out and see, you know, if it's a family member or a friend, like, what are your interests? Like, what do you want to do? Um, did you know about certain programs? Have you considered this kind of investment? Um, so I think it's a big thing is like meeting people where they are, mm -hmm. hearing them out. I don't try to, I try not to be too preachy with people. Um, I don't think you can give people more than they want, if that makes sense. Um, so like, for example, like I'm big in real estate, right? Like I read this stuff every single day. I'm reading articles and all this stuff, right? I don't push that on people around me. Like I don't push that on my family. I don't push that on my friends. Like when I'm around them, I'm just chilling. If they ask, hey, I will tell you everything. Um, mm -hmm. I'll give you all the feedback you might want. But, you know, I don't, I don't push it on, I don't pressure mm -hmm. it on anybody. If they want it, they can have it. I'm, I'm an open book. Um, so that's, that's, that's kind of how I approach it. Uh, you know, I have been preachy. It doesn't work. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you can't, you can't, you could take somebody to the water. It's cliche. You can't make them drink. Right. So it, you can come yes, to sir. the water. I'll give you a drink. I have no problem doing that, but you have to want it. I can't want it more than you. And, and whenever you want something more for somebody than they want for themselves, it just, it's a waste of time. Um, so, you know, everybody has their time when mm. they'll be ready to receive certain information. Some people will never get to that place and, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of how I approach yeah. it. Hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. <clears throat> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My G, you know, I appreciate you, my dog. Again, man. Most, yes, definitely. So the keep, first thing I would say is look into the NACA program. And the NACA program is zero down payment, zero closing costs. There's a lot of fees they don't make you pay. There are some restrictions. I believe you have to live in the property and things of that nature. So I would say look into that. They have different workshops and stuff in various cities. And so that's the first thing I would say. Look into that. See if you're interested. See if you can fulfill the requirements. Like go to one of the have meetings and stuff or you can talk to a counselor i would say look at that first the second thing i would say is to consider an fha fha loan fha loan you can put down as little as 3.5 percent on a property um and so you may want to get pre-qualified or talk to a uh, mortgage person to just get an idea of what you might be able to afford um and so that's the first thing and for those who feel that it's too expensive where they live which is the reality for a lot of people um, you know, those, especially in California, those two things, um, would be a good start. If you are open to being a little uncomfortable, if there's family members that you can deal with, perhaps you can go in together. If you buy a, let's say a multi-unit property, you know, you live in this side, the family member lives on the other side and you just jointly pay the mortgage together. You know, I think that is a great way if, if sometimes it takes more than one person to be able to qualify for, for a property. So that might be that might be something to consider if it's something that doesn't disrupt your life too much. Perhaps if you can move a little bit further 
where it's a little cheaper in your general area, that's something to look into. And you may, you may need to consider moving. It's a hard thing. I get it. Um, but for many, like it might take leaving your region completely to be able to buy a home and to be able to improve your quality of life. And again, it's not easy. It's, it's, I mean, we have ties where, we, where we're from and things of that nature, but it may be a sacrifice to consider if you want to buy a house, um, whether it be investment or whether it be where you live. Now, if you want to stay where you live, perhaps consider buying investment properties out of state. That's something else to consider. So, you know, there are multiple ways to go about it. There are multiple ways to approach it. But if I'm just meeting somebody, I would give them those things to consider and to look at. And then hopefully they decide to pursue one and, and figure out which one of those works best for them. It's possible. Like I said before, you just may have to get uncomfortable. You may have to make some sacrifices to make it happen. That's a good question. I would say it depends. Like some folks, you know, with one piece of information, they can just, you know, go on their own and research and, and figure out what to do next. Um, others, it's like an ongoing conversation. So, you know, for me, like, that's what I'm here for. Like those folks who I know personally, like, I'm happy to help you. Um, if there's any questions I can answer or resources I can point you to, and, you know, that's a big part of like why I do the show, right? Like if somebody wants to learn about any particular topic in real estate, odds are I have one, if not several episodes about that thing. So you can get that information from, from whoever I'm talking to or from me if I'm on by myself. Um, but I would say as far as people coming back, it's a mix, right? And again, I don't, I don't force anything on anybody. You know, I'm here. Like I said, I'll give you a drink if you want to come over to the water. If, if that's what you want, you know, let's do it. Uh, this week was 190. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so on social is Black Real Estate Dialogue. I'm most active on Instagram. So that will be the best place to follow and check out content. And if you want to check the show out, just go to Black Real Estate Dialogue. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on YouTube. And if you're interested in any type of resources or just want to learn some more information, you can go to blackrealestatedialogue.com. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I didn't even know that kind of stuff existed until they reached out to me to uh, to uh, to uh, submit myself to be nominated. And so, you know, they recommended the particular uh, category. And for me, just looking at the other nominees and just learning more about what exactly the Webby Awards 
are, I'm like, wow, like this is really cool. Like it feel, it felt good just to uh, get the work uh, recognized. I have a plaque over there. I'm not going to make noise and, and get out. I would love to grab it, but um, you know, it was great. It was great. You know, of, of course I wish I won, but it was just amazing to even be nominated. Um, yeah, it felt good. It felt good. And I actually uh, won, I didn't, I didn't have an updated the bio, but I think I found out last week that I won a, what's called a Plutus award um, for best real estate content. I think the Plutus award is similarly for like creators and stuff. So it's cool. It's cool. You know, I, when I started, I didn't know any, so much of what's happened since I started, I didn't even know existed. And so it's just opened up a tremendous door of opportunity for me, of course, like for our community. Um, so it's, it's just icing on the cake because I didn't aim for winning anything when I started out. I, I was just trying to provide some information for, for a community who needs it. Uh, so it, it, it feels good. It definitely feels good. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm human, right? And so I'd be lying if I told you there weren't moments when I was very discouraged. And I'll be honest with you, like, there are a lot of hurt people online. And people say, <laughs> I've had some crazy stuff said to me, I'll just say that, by all types of people. And I try not to take it too personally, but sometimes it's hard, I'll just be honest with you. And uh, just the comments some people sometimes that are made it's just crazy. Like, for example, <laughs> a faceless person like emailed me, called me the N word and all this stuff um, in relation to my platform. People have DM me crazy stuff. People have commented crazy stuff underneath posts because they don't agree. And and here's here. here I'm, I'm a very fair person, right? I create environments for people to engage in dialogue, right? So whether it's under a post, like I'm not looking for, I'm never looking for agreement. I actually appreciate folks who don't agree because we can have a dialogue. We can have a conversation, like people can learn from one another. So it's like, sometimes I think people forget that the person you're looking at on a show or on Instagram is actually a person, like a person. It's not just some like computer AI made person, right? So you know, I try not to take things too personally and sometimes it's hard. I'll just admit that. So a lot of times like the, the, I get a lot of positive feedback, more positive than negative, but sometimes some of the things people say are like really crazy. Um, but you know, that is the cost of, um, being somebody who's putting themselves out there. Like you're, you're everyone's not going to love you and everyone shouldn't, you know, that's just not reality. Um, you know, uh, 
hey, I guess it pays to be polarizing sometimes. Um, but I, you know, I try to let that roll off, roll off my back. Um, but I would say, I don't even remember the question you asked. I think you asked about challenges. Yep. Yep. Personal triple threat, man. Wow, you asked some good questions, man. So, can, can you repeat it? Sorry. Yep. So, consistency is the first one, kindness is the second one. And firm in my beliefs, like I, I'm a very nice person and I'm also very opinionated, you know, like I can't help it. You know, um, I do, I love debating with my friends and, and that's just what it is. Like it's all love. So I would say those three things. Thanks again for that. So if you want to follow me on Instagram at Black Real Estate Dialogue, if you want to listen to the show, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Go to Black Real Estate Dialogue. And if you want some information, some resources, go to blackrealestatedialogue.com.
Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to 94 Feet with Coach JT. Subscribe on iTunes, leave a review, and follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. This is a production of 1217 Media.